Today's show is brought to you from Danny Laramie Therapy Solutions. Danny is one of the best soft tissue guys in the city. I've been using him since I was actually 23 years old and I was still playing rugby. And he has been able to fix me many times. Many of our clients have used Danny and have given me positive feedback in regards to recovering faster from their injuries or just looking for general health. So if you're looking for someone to help you with any type of stiffness, neck issues, back issues, or any injury that you've suffered, please go to dannylaramietherapy.ca. He is one of the best in the cities. And uh, actually, my daughter is his youngest client. She's been seeing him since she was eight years old. And she just loves going to see him because she says he always makes me my body feel better. So if you have some issues, nagging issues, or you're looking to improve the way your body moves, please give him a call. I trust him wholeheartedly. Thank you. So, today we have Randy Turner in the podcast room. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good. Good. And you just landed last night back in the country? Yeah, I was out of town for a few days. Did you at least get to some heat? Uh, no. No? Uh, much, the weather is much like it is here. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it I don't know what the weather is today. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was pretty cold. It's, it's got to be in the minus 20s. It's chilly. Some, something of that sort. <laughs> so, Randy, tell us a little bit about yourself today, all right? So what do you, what do you want to know? Who well, you know, I? so I know that, um, so we'll go through a couple of things is that, you know, me and you have had some dealings. We actually yeah. knew each other from three or four different people. We ended up seeing each other at a wedding. That's right. Remember we met, yeah. the, like we met each other. What was it? The first two weeks yeah. we talked on the phone. That's right. Then we met somewhere and then we met at a wedding and we're like, Hey, we know each other. Yeah. It was like within three months we saw each other every month. Yeah. It was uh, funny. I think we had a conversation on the phone before we actually met. And then when yeah. we met, we put two and two together and say, Oh, there, hey, yeah. how you doing? And then it just kind of uh, put <laughs> it all there. together. But yeah. you know, you've had an interesting uh, life around uh, holistic or around nutrition, mm-hmm. training, um, optimizing your body. And uh, we, I really want to dive deep today into just helping people understand more about the journey and all the things that uh, you've gone through mm-hmm. to learn more about your body, right? Obviously, you've been in the, I'm going to let you do your bio, but yep. kind of tell us about uh, where the journey began for you about why you started to learn more about your body. Sure. So I started um, I started professional mixed martial arts late in my life. I was 30 years old. So my first pro fight, I was 30. Started training pretty consistently and taking the sport of mixed martial arts seriously when I was about 27, 28. And at that point, I had already been um, a part of the Canadian Special Forces for about four years. So what I did was I, I used to be in the Canadian Armed Forces, the, the, what's known as the RAG Force with the PPCLI, and that was in Winnipeg. I found out about this job and this uh, opportunity uh, called Joint Task Force 2. Okay. So I, I set my goals on applying for this organization and becoming part of that team. Uh, and the reason that motivated uh, or what motivated those reasons rather were um, becoming part of an elite organization that does very specific things um, with a group of guys that are very like-minded. So it, mo- it motiva- motivated me to want to be part of that. So fast forward, um, I did f- about five years with the PPCLI in Winnipeg, tried out for this unit that I'm currently part of, uh, was successful about four or five years into the organization I felt like a, there was. I felt like there was something missing. I felt like I needed something on top of that. So, while being a Canadian Forces Special Operations soldier, on top of that, I became 
a professional mixed martial arts uh, athlete. Yeah, I think that people don't know how pro of an athlete you have to be to be in that unit, right? Yeah. You're almost a pro athlete at that point. You are a pro athlete at yeah. that time. You're and, the best of the best. In a lot of ways, the comparisons are, you know, with a, a soldier, uh, an assaulter with our organization, very much similar to a professional sports team athlete, be it football, um, baseball, NBA, whatever, whatever sport you want to relate Except it to. Except no off-season. Except no off-season, right. There's a lot of differences, but yeah. the the uh, the stresses and the expectations that are put on um, the two professions are very similar. So, um, and the body, and the body, right? Yeah, it's the, body, the body and the in the mind, yeah. right? So, you know, when we when we talk about conditioning and we talk about um, nutrition, we talk about food, and we talk about human performance. Um, oftentimes, I think it's getting a lot better now, but I think oftentimes. Um, the neck up component doesn't really get the attention that maybe it should. Um, And the reason I say that is because over the last probably five to six years, I became really interested and started to study on my own in sports psychology. And I found that just an added component to um, an already um, elite lifestyle, if you will. Right. So it's just, just another component that um, the more we learn, the more we understand, the more we can implement certain things that will give us that one or 2% advantage. So you were in the military, yeah. you applied for to the elite forces, yep. you got into the elite forces, then you got into being a pro MMA, and then, uh, so you're now doing both, right? Both, so we've right. been to one of your fights, right? That's we right. had a great time watching. And so then, now tell us, what were some of the things that m- made you understand more of why you needed to change your nutrition and why you need to take more ownership of your health, other mm-hmm. than the fact that you're a pro athlete? Yeah. But what were some of the si- things, what were some of the symptoms or some of the things you started noticing or... Was it just by fluke that you tried a new eating system or someone told you about something? How, how did that start where you really started to dive deep in nutrition? Because me and you have met, yeah, right? And, and I know you're, you're well rehearsed in many, many different aspects of nutrition and different types of eating, blood work and, mm-hmm. and you know, mindset. So how, how did, what were some of the things that really stimulated the next level? Was there like a, a joint pain or a headache? What was the cause or the of the want to for the next level? That's a great question. And I can tell you exactly what it was, was trying to um, perform at a high level, both at work. And then, so for an example, I would, I would start my day at work. So, you know, get up at whatever, 5.30 in the morning is normally what time I get up, spend some time with my dog, you know, go for a walk, pack my lunch, get my stuff squared away for my day. Exactly. So what would you eat? You know, everybody talks about now morning routine. Is it that you just wake up fast or what do you do? What is it? I mean, it's that's early in the morning. Just walk through five minutes of sure. what a, like I think everybody sure. would want to know what is yeah. it a, like, what is it a person of your uh, job? Yeah. Eat, like wake up in the morning, walk your dog, then what? Coffee, water, lemon, what is it? So typically for, uh, we'll say for when I'm in, in fight camp. So I'm okay. going, I'm going to work full time, but then I have, to, when I leave work, I'm prepared to. And I get the opportunity to go train for a couple hours after work. So my days were long. Yeah. Right? So I would get up at 5.30, but my, I wouldn't come back home until most cases between 9 and 9.30 at night. So I would have to pack enough you know, sustenance to, to get through the day. So what I would pack would be very specific. And what would happen is I found once I created the formula or found the formula that worked best for me, I, I wouldn't deviate from it very often so it'd be the same thing be the same thing daily you know day in and day out which sometimes becomes boring but it works so why why change it right there's something to be said about consistency intensity and duration yeah and i think one of the things that we'll talk more about later is 
how did you get to that formula? Yeah. Right. Cause that's yeah. the fun. That's the stuff that people need to hear. Yeah. We'll get I'm into sure, that. I'm sure. sure that took like yeah. eight, five, six, four, three years or something of oh, yeah. that sort. Oh yeah. For sure. It, it that, was that not overnight. That's for <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> so typically it would be, um, I'd wake up, spend some time with my dog, make a coffee, bulletproof coffee. Typically yeah. is what I would, uh, I mix. So what I mix in my bulletproof coffee is, um, a typical dark blend normally is, is what I want to go after. Um, so I'll put in some brain octane as well as some MCT. And I also uh, will add in a mixture of three different uh, grinded mushrooms. So I put in the mushrooms right in with um, the coffee grinds itself, and I'll boil all that up together. Um, so what I would do is I make my bulletproof coffee and then I take my dog for a walk. So I'm sipping on my coffee while I'm walking with my dog. I don't typically eat too much in the morning. I might uh, every now and again have a hard boiled egg or something while I'm driving to work, but that would be pretty much it until about mid morning. And what's a drive like to work for you? 30 minutes, 40 minutes? It's about 60 minutes. So okay, it's, so it's a, a bit a, of a haul. That's a haul. Okay. Yeah. So I would get to work, um, break into the, the daily routine, whatever that might be. And then normally mid-morning at some point, we get a break. That's when I would have like a first you know, real meal. And that would be a couple of eggs, some vegetables, um, depending if I had a workout in the morning. And then I would add a little bit of carbohydrates. Um, and that would be pretty typical. What's your carbs of choice? What would be your carbs? Like sweet potatoes? What is, what's the one that works? Yeah, well sweet potatoes you? is my go-to. Sweet potatoes are yam. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I like them is because you can eat them cold, you can eat them warm, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So they're, they're there, they're easy to go to. Um, every now and again, I would eat um, a gluten-free piece of toast, uh, something of that sort. Yeah. Um, but typically nothing too, too heavy, uh, but something that would just help restore those, those blood sugar depletions. Um, so that would be my mid-morning. And then carry on with my day's work, whatever that might be. I mean, it could be a mixture of uh, firearms training, explosives training, maybe some medical training. It, it's always different. So you're moving, though. You're, you're, you're moving, you're moving like you're working. Okay. Yeah, it's not a, it's definitely, you know, it's not a desk job. Um, so there's always a physical component. Something physical in the morning, usually a break at lunch, and then something physical in the afternoon. That's, that's a typical day, Monday to Friday, for what we do at work. <clears throat> so that said, morning routine, whatever that was for work, and then break for lunch, and then Lunch typically would be, you know, I try to keep it pretty simple, you know, you know, like think about the macros, right? So the protein, whatever the starch might be and, and some, some veg. Right? And do you count your, like on a daily basis, do you, maybe in a fight camp, you might count your weight cause you got to manage your weight, but right. on a daily basis, would you count or weigh out your food or you just really go on feel? Go on feel. Awesome. Yeah. Go on feel. So like, you know, everything I keep kind of like a handful status, you know, a handful of protein, maybe a handful of starch, whatever that might be, sweet potatoes or, or otherwise. Um, and then maybe two handfuls of greens. So that, that, that was kind of my go-to. Um, and then afternoon do whatever training might be required for that day. And then once I'm done work, then I got to sh shift my mindset as well as my physical, um, output desires for whatever's going to come for the MMA training. So I wouldn't eat very much, um, prior to maybe slam back a, a protein shake of some sort. Mm -hmm. And typically it would be uh, a bulletproof or a, a collagen protein, yep. um, with just water. So I drink that before my training session and then post training session. So depending on the session, sometimes the sessions are more intense than others. Sometimes they're more technical than others. So that would dictate what I would eat on my way home. So it always so you're, you're packing all your food. So yeah. you're talking about your mid morning meal. Yeah. Right through till your post second post workout meal. That's right. You guys get PT in the morning, right? That's right. So your second post workout meal. You've packed, brought with you. That's right. Awesome. And yep. then, so then you're eating that on the car. Eating in the you're car. You're cold. Yeah. Right. The glamorous life of yeah. just eating good food. Yeah. Right. As long as it's it's good quality food, whether it's hot or cold, is irrelevant. Because at this point, you know, it's it's for 
fuel to perform. Yeah. It's not for not for taste, not for desire. Which add salt to your food though? Uh, yeah, add okay, salt good. definitely. Add awesome. salt to the food. Um, so I guess this would be a good opportunity to just just touch on some of the pros and cons. So the pros would be yes, it, it works because I was able to train at a high level, keep my energies up, I was always in a good mood, and sleep well at night. The negatives is sometimes that there's no opportunity or there wasn't a lot of opportunity during the day to be mindful, to just like, okay, enjoy the, the food that you're actually, you yeah. know, that you prepped the night before, right? Yeah. Or, or the day before or whatever. You're not really enjoying it. You're just consuming it to get on with whatever activity you have to take care of. Yeah, but I think that's all. I think there is a point where that's okay. Yeah. Right. Because you are just, you're in the, in the week, right? Like I, I kind of go with your same mindset of. During the week, I want to enjoy my food, yeah. but I don't need to be, I want to be connected to it to understand that I am eating good food. And I think that's something I tell my clients, just make something that you enjoy, but it doesn't have to be, I love this food. It's perfect. But when you do have the times to cook yeah. and make it, make it enjoyable. But I also think that finding recipes, like I'm sure you probably, I mean, you probably, listen, you're probably cooking so much food, mm-hmm. right? Same with us at home that I've just figured out that I have five or six spice blends mm-hmm. that keep it simple. I'm sure you have your five or six spice blends that have there, but definitely I think there's a point of you you get to a point where and I'm sure you can confirm this is you say, I'm not so much connected to my food because I already know how I'm going to feel That's right. and to how I feel is more important than, um, what I'm consuming because yep. At the end of the day, I'm accomplishing all my goals, and I know that this formula works for me. You nailed it, and that was exactly part of the the journey and pr- part of finding what works and in in creating that formula was once I did find it, it took away the added stress of trying to prepare that thing or do I like that thing or does my body, will my body like that thing or whatever that is. So it would take all that kind of out of the equation, which made, um, it, it made the, the recipe, if you will, um, a lot easier to sustain. So at 23, yeah. you, when, when did you join the military? I joined the military right out of high school. So I was 19 years old. 19, 23, yeah. you decided you're going to go for the next level. Okay. Yeah. So now from 23 on, yeah. I want to talk about that recipe. Yeah. Right. For sure. Okay, so, so when did the recipe um, book for you, yeah. right? Because we, me and you were just talking about this, about how um, the recipe book for you is going to be different for me. Right. And people have to accept that. Right. Right. So if I say to you, uh, hey, I'm doing, um, like people always ask me, what's the style of way do you eat? Yeah. I don't have a style. Me I just eat how I feel best. That's right. And that might be with rice. Yeah. That might be with, so let's just say I, I like protein, carbs, and fats. Yeah. But at breakfast, I might just eat carbs and yeah. I feel amazing yeah. and I'm still getting leaner. I still got lots of energy, but yet we get demonized yeah. if we say, Oh, uh, why don't you eat gluten? I don't know. Cause I feel better. Yeah. I feel better when I don't have it. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. That's it. And so now I think you're at that point because yeah. you've gone through probably, I mean, we've, you are, uh, you know, your experience of what you've done in life you've probably tried 50 different types of eating systems. I've tried a lot, yeah. So walk us through the recipe book building because sure. I'm finding that that's <laughs> the most interesting part because we don't tell people that it took two years, three years, five years. It, yeah. It's an evolution, not a revolution. Yeah. So walk us through recipe book building. Sure. So where, where we're at now, where I've come to um, the, the spot in my life where I am now is is there almost every meal, pretty much every meal. I, I'm pretty pretty religious with a protein, a fat, and a carbohydrate, almost with every meal. But what will be different is the amount of carbohydrates. So that's the only thing. Like I'll still eat the same fat, I'll still eat the same protein, but the carbohydrate will be either more or less based on my activity level, yeah. and it's solely on that. Um, Do you ever go on feel? 
where you, do you ever have those yeah. days where you say, yeah. I think I need a little bit more carbs today. Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Or, or awesome. What I find sometimes is if I want to be a little bit more cognitively sharp, for example, like for example, coming into this um, podcast today, I knew that if I didn't eat a little bit of carbs, like I may trip up on put my sentences together or okay. whatever. I spiked your coffee. <laughs> but, but certain things, if I know what I'm getting into, then I might add a little bit more uh, carbohydrates just for that, that cognitive connection. And that's, that's the real reason for it. I spiked your coffee with lights, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, but prior to that, yeah, I did a lot of um, soul searching, if you will. I did a lot of trial and error. Yeah. And so I, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you do that? So I was diligent and detailed with taking notes Perfect. and journaling. And I would look back at two, two major factors were how did I perform and how did I feel? So you're testing, you have, so what gets tested, like the way they say, I think what gets tested gets done. Right. Right. So now are you working with a coach at this point or you're not, are you doing it all solo, like solo? So to be honest, I did a lot of it on my own just from reading articles and getting educated on, you know, the the best possibilities and what was out there and what was available. And it wasn't until I, I met you and it wasn't until, um, another colleague at, at my work had put you and I in, uh, in contact that I had an, an official coach Okay. because I once upon a time would go see, um, representatives at work at the medical staff and ask for, um, a requisition to do a complete blood panel. So I would get complete blood panels, understanding, you know, where my testosterone levels were, where my iron levels were, magnesium, et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't have enough knowledge to know what to do with it. So it was great to have the information, but until I met you and I said, you know, hey, Harry, this is a, a recent blood panel. This is my activity level. This is what I've been eating for the last two or three weeks. And the reason that I came to see you was because I wanted to get faster, stronger, yeah. recover quicker, and, and perform better. So those were the, the motivating factors. But you had one thing that you had you, when you used to fight. You used to tell me happened all the time before a fight. I would often get sick. That's right. Yeah. That's so, that was your driving. That was one of your motivating right. factors, right? Yeah. See, it's not just about weight loss to come and see a nutritionist. It's like, hey, these are my... This could be a, a simple issue, That's not right. a simple issue, but this is something that we need to fix. So right. I love that. Yeah, that was that was a big component that, you know, I, I should have made mention earlier because, yeah, I would get depleted and, and broken down. And, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of it had to do with just the, the pace that I was maintaining, the work oh, yeah. pace, you know, training pace. And a lot, to, I think a lot that is to be said with what we consume for nutrition, how it affects our sleep. So if we're not getting adequate sleep, because maybe we ate too soon before we went to bed or we yeah. didn't eat the right things before we went to bed, then that's going to have the knock on effect tomorrow. Right. And then if we get into that bit of a, you know, bit of a rut where if you're not correcting it without the quicksand, yeah, it's the yeah. quicksand without yeah. the knowledge of, of understanding what to eat and when to eat it. So you can sleep better and turn, you'll perform better tomorrow and maybe prevent getting sick. Um, those were the motivating factors to come in to see you. Well, you I know. think people still forget that food, you know, is going to affect your day. Yeah. You're going to eat on average. Uh, there's three things that I've realized you do more, right? Sleep more, right? You're going to sleep eight hours of your day. You're going to uh, eat maybe eight to 10 hours of your day. And you're going to talk for 12 hours. If those three things aren't in sync, right? Because now I'm starting to see language mm. become a big issue, right? Because it can help you get into your flow state quicker. Yep. But uh, what I want to dive back on is okay, sure. the recipe book here. Yep. Okay. So, mm. you know, um, you journaled, yep. you detailed, um, you put together your protocol, then you came and worked with a coach. So, you, you know, that was only about two years ago. Yeah. So you're talking about from age 24 up until maybe a decade on your own. Yeah. Right. So walk us through a couple of things. One is, um, I think what people need to hear is how many times you did well yeah. and how many times you failed. 
but it wasn't a failure. You probably learned something from each programming style that you ate. That's right. Right? Yeah. So um, 10 years, detailed journals. And so walk us through a little bit of the mindset uh, of that, right? So how long would you try different things? Would it be two months, a month, right? Because a lot of people now are, right. are saying, well, I did this program for a week. I didn't get any results. Yeah. So walk us through, would you have testing measures that you'd say, I'm going to do this for three months, two months, yeah. or would you know right away if something didn't work? Because Yeah. Some things I knew right away because my body would just react. So I would either, you know, have, have gas or, you know, heartburn indigestion. So I knew there was something that I consumed and I would just eliminate it. Okay. Once so you've got the, you've got the acute factors that you're like, Hey, right. that's not for me. Yeah. Bang on. I, I thought, okay, I gotta eliminate that. It's not doing any positive for me. And then the other things I would give most often, I would give at least four weeks. So four week trial. Okay. Good. Um, and what I, the only thing that I would do differently day to day would be maybe the times that I would consume those things. So I would take, take note of the time that I would eat, whatever that is, but I would stay true to it for about four weeks. And then I would look back at after those four weeks and say, Honestly, like, how did I feel? How did I perform? And how was my sleep? So, awesome. So I would take those three things into consideration. And in some cases, not really being able to pinpoint those one or two nutrients that were the difference. I would sometimes add more of one thing or add less of something different, but I would always take note of what that was. So I'll give you an example. Um, once upon a time, my salads would be massive. Um, I would eat a ton of greens and as many colorful vegetables as I could possibly put into that salad. But oftentimes I was getting heartburn from something and without the protein, without the fat, just the salad, I was still getting the heartburn. I couldn't figure out what it was. So each, in, each vegetable individually, I would take out the next day. So the same salad, you look at it and go, well, like mono mealing it, right? You're exactly. Trying, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. right. Very strong, very good old tech school technique. So because, you know, I had no one to, uh, to lean on, I was just trying to figure it out on my own. I would take a note and lo and behold, fast forward a couple of days, I figured out that it was, it was cucumbers. Like I, I just couldn't eat a cucumber. No I, such thing as health food, yeah. only healthy food for you. Right. So yeah. anyway, so once I eliminated that, then, you know, I was still getting all the good nutrients, but I just felt better. So things like that. Yeah. And, and it was, it was continuous note taking. Um, reverting to the notes and then just trying to make little micro managed kind of adjustments daily. And then when you fast forward now, yeah, you don't have to wait. No, you don't have to track. That's right. Right. You just go on feel. And then if you do want to get to the result, let's right. say you do have to get to, you know, another fight or anything of that sort. Yeah. Um, you can don't go back to your notes and have it, right? That's right. You've done the R&D, but you see, I think that's something important. It took you 10 years to figure out that R&D. About that, yeah. And, you know, yeah. we're starting to learn that we can probably, nowadays, yeah. with working with a coach, you can probably hybrid that and do that in a year, Yeah. right, nowadays. But but the good thing that is that you're so connected to your body, right? Yeah. You know how you're going to feel if you eat a pizza. You just yeah, know. That's right. It's not like, well, why do I feel like garbage today? It's like, well, you ate a pizza last night, yeah. you drank two beer. Yeah. Chances are you're probably not going to sleep the best. That's right. But, you know, by eliminating all the or doing all that hard work yeah. really is what got you to where you are. So yeah. 10 years of hard work, journaling, entering, like that's amazing. Yeah. Like that's the stuff that we need to hear more of. right? And, and it's funny, too, because when I look back at the notes, you know, and we were talking about earlier before we kicked off the, the podcast was, you know, with today's I want to don't really want to call it a fad, but it, it kind of is like people throw out the, you know, the, the catch words like, well, I'm paleo centric or I'm keto centric. When I look back at my notes, there are days where it's very much paleo and there are meals that are very much keto. But that is that it wasn't always the consistent. Right. So I would alter it to get the desired effect. 
and, and, and I think the one thing we also have to wonder, like you have a crazy schedule during fight camp. Yeah. We have a crazy work schedule, mm-hmm. right? So like you guys, you probably travel while you guys are on call, yep. right? So walk us through what happens to you now when you travel because is there, you have a timeline, right? It's, yeah. it's within what, a day they can tell you you gotta go? Yep, Am I right? in some cases, some that's cases. right. Yep. So how do you deal with that? Because a lot of people travel mm-hmm. and you know we kind of use it as a band-aid sometimes. Well, I traveled, I wasn't able to eat perfect. We already know that. That's right. Right? Yeah. So what are some of the tricks and tools that you did? Because I'm positive you probably traveled six to eight months of the year. Yeah, and two weeks did like here there. Yeah, two weeks right? here, three weeks there, six weeks there. Yeah, it, it was very common for yeah. many many years that I was away from uh, home as much as I was at home. So that's hard on your mind, but th- that's going to influence your food choices too, yeah, right? Course. So, it, how did you do it? What were some What are some th- tricks that you would tell, whether a young person is an MMA mm-hmm. or a parent? Because I think the one thing is, although you're you are an elite uh, sports athlete, yeah. a lot of our clients or a lot of people out there are also elite themselves, right? They're, that's right. They're you know, working a full-time job. Yeah. They've got three kids. They've, they're trying to run a similar, they're trying to get a workout in. Yeah. And so they travel for work. And what are some of the tips? Cause you're a pro, you'd probably be a pro at traveling. I mean, right? you're absolutely right. The, everyone has, everyone has a struggle and everyone has demands and everyone has stressors. So it's not uncommon for a lot of people to go through the same, um, same kind of troubleshooting struggles. When I'm traveling, um, I try to keep it as simple as possible. In some cases, you're right. The food choices that are available to you are, are not that great. But I, I truly believe that even no, no matter where you are, there are even within those establishments where you can purchase food, there are choices that are better than others. Right. Just being conscious. Just being conscious. Right. Yeah. And then the stuff that I would pack on my own very commonly, I would pack uh, typically I would pack glutamine and protein so i would take that stuff because it's it's in a powder form it's not going to freeze it's not going to melt it, it's it's easy to carry all you need is to add water how does the uh, glutamine go over at the border <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, excuse me sir are you bringing in uh, some cocaine here <laughs> yeah. no issue so far <laughs> um and then and then some of the other things i would take for supplementation would be uh, maybe some granola bars protein bars and and almonds i eat almonds pretty regularly um because yeah. that's an it's a, a nut a seed that works well for me um, and it's easy to carry so those would be my supplementation so between, you brought some things to prepare yourself right. so that you're not completely jammed up that's right okay good yeah, yeah. Right. so so that would be you know my travel go-to so that's easy to pack into a bag um and then wherever we are depending on the time in some cases we're lucky where we work because we've we've got a group of, of people that will help um, provide some of those food choices for us. So while we're working and doing our thing, there's a group of people that will maybe outsource from the local um, get economy. Get catered in. Yeah, get food catered in. They'll bring bring that stuff in. So Now they open to you guys saying, you know, for example, because uh, a lot of people work with companies and yeah. they're always shy to say, you know, um, can I get meat and vegetables? Or right. can I get, you know, I know when I try to go away to places, I always try to make... Uh, advancement on like is there going to be you know a, an egg-free meal for me right. or a dairy-free or gluten-free because I just don't want to feel like garbage mm-hmm. I'm not worried about everything else but I will try to make sure that the things that make me feel the worst yep. are not in the meal that's right right especially when you're trying to perform yeah and so are you are you able to make those recommendations like because I'm sure everybody in your um, in your environment mm-hmm. are looking for you know good protein good vegetables um, good starches. Are you able to make those recommendations in advance? Is there any backlash or is it just like, yeah, no problem guys. Yeah. It, it's getting a lot better. Uh, once upon a time, you know, 
there wasn't a lot of feedback given or direction given. So the people that were you know acquiring the food, they would just get whatever was probably most easiest and convenient for them. Um, so you saw a lot of pizza, you know, subway sandwiches, you know, st- they're trying Which to, happens. right. And they're trying to do, they're trying to do the best that they can with the, we you know, with the money, the constraints, restraints that they're put upon. Um, I find now it's getting a lot better where not only are they asking for the feedback, but the end user is providing more direction on, on the proper food. Like, okay. you know, instead of, you know, a table full of pizza, for example, maybe you can have a table full of hard boiled eggs and in a mountain of vegetables or whatever. Or if right? it's going to be pizza, can you get a salad with it? Right. Stuff like that. Make it better. And, yeah. and this is something that's important because companies are wanting to make sure that staff are eating good food. But if people aren't emailing in advance, like, hey, can we make sure there's vegetables or right. can I get the? They're not going to start to make those transitions. That's right. But it always starts from the bottom mm-hmm. to the top, right? So you guys start asking for more, and then the changes start. Happening. That's amazing. And you know, and some of the guys that I work with are they're anomalies where they would eat, you know, a, a can of cat food and you know, <laughs> and, and like a box of chocolate, and, and they'll still perform. They'll still yeah. get after it, right? Yeah. But, we also have to remember there's that there is that three percent. Uh, you know, I think one of the big things that, you know, you see on Instagram, it's like, Hey, I lost 30 pounds. Yeah. I did keto for 30 days. Yeah. But probably 5% of the people that are able to, like, I know five guys in the back of my head yeah. who ate garbage, yeah. have a six pack abs <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Right. And I'm in your world. That's probably more common because be the guys that would never say anything. They, yeah. what, they're going to eat whatever's put in front of them. Right. Yeah. But what's happening though, is there's more and more. Um, people interested, invested in what's going on, and they're they're just becoming more and more educated on the pros and cons of, of eating properly, right? So well, I'm sure. So what are some of the side effects? So you've gone through this transition. Mm-hmm. Now you travel. You bring some stuff with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lots of planning. Lots of self reflection. Yeah. Now walk me through um, in regards to what are some things today that you do all the time. Like, what are some things that you do now? Like for non-negotiables? Your kind of like non-negotiables or standards. I, I think standards. I tried to use non-negotiables last time and someone said, here, it's more of changing your standards. You know, okay. something like me, no matter what, I wake up in the morning, it's a liter of water and I have to hug my kids. It's yeah. non-negotiable. That's my standard of how I love to start my day. Yeah. So what are some things now that you do that are just like, this is the way it is and it's just normal to you? Yeah, that's, that's my thing too. I'll drink uh, probably about a liter of water and then I'll follow that with a glass of kombucha. Yeah. And then I'll have my bulletproof coffee. That's like, that's my daily routine, no, no matter what. And then some other things too, that I've adopted over maybe the last, maybe the last time you and I, since the last time you and I met is I, I don't eat any red meat and mm-hmm. I don't eat any pork whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so are you still following your food sensitivity test and the food sensitivity is a yeah. really good guide. And I would say I'm 95% true to it. Because, that's, that's very high. It's great because it because I found that it does make an effect on on how I feel. So it was less about mm, I really like the taste of that thing. It was like nah, it's not worth it because of how I feel. Yeah. Now that said, I mean, I'm still living too. We're human, so, yeah. right? So I mean, there's weekends where you know, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, you know, have some whiskey, drink a few beers, and probably crush a couple pieces of pizza. But like, but those that's are anomalies. Not common. That's right. That's and, not a regular occurrence. And and I'm I'm gonna bet you your friends and your environment know that this is just an anomaly. Yeah. They're not saying, oh, you do this all the time. No, no I don't. And, and you know, yeah. when people see that picture on Facebook of somebody doing that, yeah. you forget about. Exactly what you said. I was up at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. I did my two training sessions today, yeah. and you know, and so all of that work that you did. Also, people just look at that picture like, oh, well, that person does that. I can do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work like that, right? You're forgetting yeah. about the other 
30 meals that you ate were perfect and your output was great. Yeah. Right. So, uh, what else? Is there anything else that you yeah, do? Yeah. So I don't eat pork. Um, no, no red meat. Um, unless of course I'm at somebody's house and that's what they're serving. I'm certainly not going to say, no, I won't eat Different ballgame. Right. Yeah. But, um, and then I eat a lot of fish and a lot of poultry. Uh, so that's regular. So if you open my fridge up any given day. What are day, three foods in your fridge? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so the, yeah. the three foods that you will always find will be broccoli, yeah. celery, and then some sort of fish or poultry. It'll always be in the fridge, re fi uh, fridge ready to be cooked or prepared. Simple. Yeah. Simple, beautiful food. Not yeah. some kind of diet. Just, yeah. hey, what do you have in your fridge? That's yeah. it. And obviously you like sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. I right. eat a lot of those. Yeah. And so um, you went through this transition. Yeah. What are the things that... Obvious was body composition change mm -hmm. was probably better. Performance was better. Was there anything else that came out of your journey mm -hmm. that you didn't realize would be a benefit today? Right? So, for example, I had a client in here the other day, and he said to me, he goes, you know, ever since I've incorporated uh, eliminate, following your food sensitivity test, I just realized that I used to get nosebleeds hmm. all the time. And, and, and I looked through his paper. I'm like, we don't have any notes of nosebleeds. You didn't even put on your 17 pages. He goes, no, I used to get them like once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And now he doesn't get them, right, since following his food. So there's obviously a connection to him yeah. around that. So is there anything else that, you know, for example, if I eat really bad, the one thing I, I know is my mood, Yeah. right? Like I, don't, I didn't realize how food can really affect mm -hmm. my mental cognition and performance. Could there be two or three things that you could share with us today that really – just you didn't realize that they were there, but they just happened. Yeah, yeah. Mood, mood, and cognition for sure was a was an effect that I noticed, and as well as my sleep. And they often went hand in hand because it would be a moment before, like kind of like a bedtime routine, as that started to kick in. That's when I would get moody, and then that's when I would go to sleep. But I would go to sleep because of the mood that I was in. It would be already not a great um, beginning to the sleep, mm -hmm. or it would be a broken sleep. So, in conjunction with staying true to the food sensitivity and understanding what food is adequate at what time, the moment that I would vary off um, from that would be the moments that I would feel the moods and I would notice the sleep um, interruptions, if you will. Yeah. And, and, you know, like there's other things too that will help that I've noticed when I'm, you know, when I meditate on a regular basis. So you do meditate? Yeah. yeah. So on a regular basis before bed is when I find it's most effective for myself always helps me sleep better you know unbroken less disturbances during the night so um, so you listen to this right you're an elite performer right you basically are up for 12 hours a day yeah so if we kind of review what you do in a day right it took you 10 years to get to where you were yeah right um sleep you fixed your sleep you started meditating so you're taking care of your mindset you're eating better food for you mm -hmm. you're not following a diet you figured out the Randy Turner diet. That's right. Fair yeah. to say. I think yeah. that's the most important. We shouldn't be demonizing people for saying, hey, I feel better when I eat like this. Yeah. Um, and you're encompassing all the aspects of trying to really take care of your body. Yeah. Right. So that way you're able to serve our country. Yeah. Right. Which is awesome for us. And uh, encompass that the body heals holistically. Mm -hmm. Right. So now walk me through what are two things or two, one to three things that you would want to share with others uh, going through a struggle in terms of their nutrition or finding their health? Mm -hmm. um, or what would you want to say to that, that person out there saying, hey, here's what, here's what I could say happened to me or that you'd want to share information to others? Um, that's a really good question. I, I would say the individual that is wishing for something different upon themselves, which is great, you know, whatever that improvement that they want to see or the life that they want to have, 
if they're able to connect with their why and stay true to their why for the reasons that they're doing what they're doing. So if, for an example, somebody's in a struggle for, for whatever reason, and every everybody's circumstance is different, but you know maybe they're just not happy with the way they look, right? They want to lose a few pounds or they want to look a certain way. I would, I would question them to why is that? Is it, is it because you want to feel better? Because that's very, very different than wanting to fit into a pair of pants because you're going to get a, an extra like on social media. So be clear on that goal. Yeah. What be, is the goal? Absolutely. Right. So be clear on the goal, really connect with your why. And then, you know, with most anything, humans are goal oriented people. So, you know, strive to set that goal that's, you know, attainable and realistic. Test it, measure it, right? right? Maybe work with a coach, right? And Something of that sort that you can have, okay? Yeah, and then and then once it gets into place, then you got to have, a, a, you know, a coach or a close friend or somebody to help keep you honest. Accountability. Accountability, because, you know, a lot of people don't like that dirty word called responsibility. Well, we need to take responsibility. And if you can, you can lean on somebody to say, hey, you know, to give you that either that little bump of motivation or to kind of kick you in the butt and say, hey, like you you're, you said your goal is this, but the way you're acting is, you know, countering your desires. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So th those kind of factors, I would say, if, if you can at the beginning have somebody to help you out with that, what you'll find is your your internal in intrinsic kind of desires will take over. Then you'll no longer really need that that coach well i shouldn't say that everyone needs a coach but you won't need that that external motivation on a regular basis that's right yeah but i think we all need a coach we all need to be able to lean on somebody we all need to be able to you know pitch ideas off somebody and get some realistic you know professional feedback yeah you, you need i think what you're saying is you need someone to chat with yeah bounce ideas off right yeah. and it's not so much about that's why i tell people you don't always have to have a goal you don't always have to have a plan, but bouncing ideas off with different people to figure out your how where you're going to start, mm -hmm. that can start to develop your plan and help you decide the goal because most people that come in even to our office say they want to lose weight, but then after we go through the assessment, that's not even their goal, yeah. right? Because we're able to establish that's right. a clear path of like, hey, here's your goal, but the thing is that all this other stuff that you're talking about mm -hmm. in the appointment here, so we got to focus on that first. So I think with your point that it kind of goes hand in hand with you know, you're having with a coach, those discussions with a coach that can help you is a, a neutral body where if we lean on a family member or we lean on a close friend, in some cases, because that close friend or family member loves you, they're going to sometimes tell you what you think they you need to hear. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Instead of just being true and say, listen, I, I don't think that's cutting it. Where a coach, especially if you hire somebody, you're going to be more invested. And that coach is going to give you the straight goods because their livelihood depends on it. So they kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so now to end the podcast, mm -hmm. tell me something. Where does Randy go from here in terms of nutrition? Does he do are you working with people? Are you coaching? Are you doing anything? Or are you just kind of are you working with a coach? Are you doing something? Is it specific now? Or what is it? Are you in maintenance phase? Wh where are you at right now? And how does it look for you now moving forward with your nutrition? Are you trying different things still, or do you kind of feel like you're comfortable where you are? Uh, um, I, I changed things up just over the last probably two months because I was recovering from a shoulder surgery. Yeah. So I wasn't training as much as or as hard as I normally do. So I had to make some changes. And I do, I do 
feel that my body composition has changed. My weight hasn't changed, but my composition has changed. And I think you're recovering though. Yeah. I think there's probably good reason for that. Um, that said, I'm, I'm starting to switch my diet again. So it's more almost into starting to get into training, training mode again. Um, which I'm hoping by December I'll start to be training full time again. I'm slowly getting back into it, but, um, to answer your question, um, I'm really invested and interested in continued education and, you know, different courses that are available by different organizations, either through Canada or, or the States, you know, maybe it's a weekend course, maybe it's a week long course. I truly believe that each and every one of those individuals has one or two nuggets that I'm sure will be beneficial and just continue to add to the repertoire of knowledge. Amazing. Yeah. You're always a student. Yeah. Always a student. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's leave it at that. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming in. My pleasure. And, uh, I hope, uh, we can share more information like this. This is great. Yeah, let's try to do it again. All right, sounds All right. good. Thanks, Harry. Thank you.